2: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and Paris Saint-Germain has appeared to officially appoint their new manager. This particular name has been talked about for about 10 days but it has finally been confirmed by none other than Fabrizio Romano himself. So once again, to solidify and justify my strong belief that Fabrizio Romano is the ultimate source. He is the man. Now, as we know, there was a saying, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And quite frankly, nobody is better than Fabrizio Romano. Therefore, he is the man. <laughs> I had to put a little bit of pro wrestling twist into it, because as, all y'all, as, as many of y'all know, I love professional wrestling, and that's basically going to be a huge part of my life. I will always put some pro wrestling twists in my in my podcast episodes. So, you know what? Quite frankly, get used to it. <laughs> well, honestly, look, as far as I'm concerned, Christophe Galtier, I would say definitely qualified. But in my honestly, in my case, probably from a personal standpoint, I'm just glad that Zinedine Zidane is not the PSG manager. And to say what I've said, you know, about the whole thing, I mean no disrespect to Christophe Galtier. I'm happy for the guy. I only hope that PSG management allows Galtier to actually manage the team to the best of his ability because I know that if Galtier is able to do things his way, I have no doubt that we're going to be we're going to see some respectable results. Do I think PSG can win the Champions League under Galtier? Absolutely not because but that's not going to be on Galtier. That's just going to be on the workload of the players and the attitude of the players. But I have no doubt in my mind that Galtier is going to do a very respectable job and quite honestly, my gut feeling tells me that probably Galtier is going to grow How should I put it? He's not, he's going to grow tired of of being the manager of PSG, so honestly, that's why the fact that this is just a two-year deal, I think it's reasonable, but honestly, I give it about a year, and then I think, that's where I think things are probably going to start going, you know, sour. I mean, the whole thing with and Mbappe being in charge, and all all the negative shit going on with PSG, you know... Like like that, you know, the arrogance, you know, everything like that. You know, how they always excel against the small clubs, but against the big clubs, they fail to show up. So So as far as uh, Christophe Galtier goes, I mean, I I hate to say it, but I have to stick to the facts that PSG is certainly not going to win the Champions League. But Galtier so far, I'm not going to fault him for anything because I know that he's going to do the job to the best of his ability. But that's only if PSG management actually does not stick in and interfere with the day-to-day activities. If they hired a respectable candidate like Christophe Galtier, they have to let him do his job his way. He does things his way. There's no doubt he'll be able to do his job to the best of his ability. PSG will have some respectable results, but winning, winning the Champions League, no, all due respect, not going to happen. And if it does, of course, I'll own up to it, but we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right. Well, Christophe Galtier has definitely achieved some major success in his long ma- uh, career as managing. From 1999 to 2004, he was an assistant coach for a while. I believe, you know, he moved you know, from club to club. He was briefly with Marseille, but I think he moved to a couple of clubs, I think one in Greeks, and then... Um, uh, I'm not sure what the other one was, but, you know... Um, but from, like, around 1999 to 2009, not that 10-year mark... He was basically working as an assistant coach. And, and then um, he also moved, you know, from, you know, played in Lyon and then, you know, at Portsmouth and then Sochaux. And then, according to uh, what I see, he actually uh, was a manager in a club in uh, Abu Dhabi. So, again, you know, he, he's really bounced around. So, his last, you know, position as an uh, assistant manager was with Saint-Étienne and eventually you know it was in December of 2009 when Christophe Galtier was op- officially appointed the head coach of Saint-Étienne because you know and then I think during that time Saint-Étienne was basically on the verge of um of being relegated and and, and from what I understand you know his first season you know Saint-Étienne didn't you know f- you know basically finished um you know, good enough to, you know to avoid to avoid the relic to avoid relegation. So they finished in safety, and then, and I believe after that, basically in all of um, and then after that, I should say. So I'm getting a little bit confused, but you know, for seven consecutive seasons, you know, San Etienne finished in the top ten of league 1, which is you know respectable, and at least four for for excuse me, at least four of those seasons, you know, g- gave San Etienne. You know, um, a spot either in the Champions League or the Europa League. And we'll never forget in 2013 when Saint-Étienne beat Rennes to win the Coupe de la Ligue, which would be Saint-Étienne's first trophy in over 30 years. So, so Saint-Étienne, you know, really, honestly, did a pretty good job there, you know, for a while. And, you know, I, you know, the, the problem is, you know, with with the league, uh, you know, it's hard really to dig up so much information from his tenure with, uh, San Etienne, but... But all this, you know, got some decent information right here, but... And then, you know, in May of uh, 2017, when uh, his contract expired, then he announced his intentions to leave the club, so... I think, you know, he, he was without a... He was without a job for, like, uh... You know, until, until about... Until about 2018, because it was in late December, probably three days before Christmas in 2017... Galtier actually was brought in to be the new manager of Lille and when he was brought in Lille were actually on the were basically in serious danger of being relegated so but you know um, he was able to you know come in and then you know, uh, uh, help uh, Lille avoid the relegation zone and then in in the 2018-19 season Lille actually finished in second place in Ligue 1 which allowed them to qualify for the Champions League for the first time in 7 years so, so, Galtier really is a beacon, of an, a beacon of enlightenment. You know, he's taken these clubs you know, that were on the serious danger of being relegated, and he put them in, in respectable positions. So, he did that with Saint-Étienne. And, of course, with Lille, who will ever forget, in the 2020-21 season, Galtier actually guided Lille to win their first league on title in 10 years, which was also their fourth in club history. Lille actually won the title over Paris Saint-Germain. So, uh, with Paris Saint-Germain, all that money to get the top players, it's usually never a problem for Paris Saint-Germain to win the Ligue 1, especially in their position. But Christophe Galtier fucking did it. He took the title from PSG, and he did it in style. Christophe Galtier, his use of tactics, his managing abilities, and his brilliant and unique ability to build, develop, Teach, mentor, coach, manage, however you want to say it, to do all that with young talent is absolutely amazing. And some of that young talent would be Jonathan David, Renato Sanchez, and Mike Magnan. All three of those players have huge potential promise in their future, and they were developed by Mr. Christophe Galtier, or I should say, Monsieur Christophe Galtier. I had a little brain fart right there for a second. In that particular season he was league um manager of the year and that was the third time that he had won that title in his career. So Christophe Galtier a three-time league um manager of the year. Three times. I believe one time he he, he shared it, you know, also with uh, with Carlo Ancelotti, the the uh, GOAT of Italian soccer, which I like to call, it, but <laughs> man, but as a, you know, as a manager, you know, Won the Coupe de la Ligue back in 2013, you know, was the league 1 um, manager of the year for the for like last season, and then well, not last season for the 2020-21 season. Should have said last year, but that would have kind of been the same. And you know, again, you know, just to clarify, you know, three-time league 1 manager of the year. Yeah, in 2012-13, yeah, he won it along with Carlo Ancelotti, so he was the joint one. But still, it's his resume, he was the manager of the league. uh. so. So you know, and then looking at this, you know, after of course, you know his brilliant triumph with Leal, he actually, you know, this was after he won the league title. He actually left his position as, as league, uh, and he basically said in a statement that he, that somehow he just basically felt that he, that his time there was up. I mean, he had been with Leal for you know for a, a little bit, you know, from December of 2017 to May of 2021. You know, again, you know, he helped league, uh, he helped Leal win the the league out for the first time in 10 years you know he took them you know he he, he, he took them to the Champions League after a 7 year absence and you know he did a, he he managed the team to the best of his ability and he achieved some respectable success so he felt that he accomplished his mission so if he felt it was time to move on then we have to respect it whether we agree with whether we would, we agree with his decision or not he made the decision that was best for him his career and I'm pretty sure it was you know it was was, was best for his family so Again, we might not agree with it, but we gotta respect it. So after that, then in June twenty eighth of last year, Galtier was appointed the new head coach for uh, Nice. But and you know, and, and unfortunately, I I'm, and then of course you know Lille kind of you know started to fall back without him, and you know, and with Nice, you know his first season, you know, Nice finished in fifth place, and actually with they were the uh, runners up in the Coupe de France final, and, you know, and they lost to Nantes, but. They qualified for the Europa League, Conference League playoff round, and and then I'm not I'm not sure exactly you know what became of that of that. So, but um, it was actually you know just uh you know it was actually June of of last, you know, last month where he officially left Nice, and and Nice did actually uh, bring in um did they they did bring his his replacement so let uh, me see if I can find out right now. So, so with Nice qualifying for the Euro, uh, playoff conference, so... Well, let's not say. Looking at the, as next year's uh, Europa League, I'm going to see if... Uh, if Lille is actually... If, excuse me, if Nice is actually part of it. Well, well it hasn't actually been set up yet, but... Well... does not really say, yeah, okay... So, yeah, as we confirmed, I think the qualifying phase, you know, has to start. Okay, so that actually starts actually later this month. So, uh, kind of, uh, this this was really kind of made on the fly. Well, Nice is, yep, niece is in the playoff run. Okay, so, yeah, so the outcome hasn't happened yet. Okay, so that's why I wasn't aware of it. So, you know, again, you know, all that, I wasn't really paying attention to that. But anyway, so now that he, he's with PSG, um, you know, honestly, the, getting the job at PSG, you know, you certainly have heavy expectations on you because, you know, in PSG's case, there's no reason for them not to win the league, ah. so... You know, but of course, you know, PSG, you know, Kylian Mbappe says he intends to help PSG win the title, so... You know, with, with, with all that hype and all that potential, PSG always just manages to screw it up, so that's why i just like... You know, I always say, you know, PSG has chased the title for five years, over five years now, and... They were close, you know, in 2020, but they just didn't get the job done, so... <laughs> And also, you know, with the workload, you know, that the team requires, and the team, you know, crumbling under pressure. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just not gonna happen. But, but nonetheless, Christophe Galtier is certainly in a place where I know he can actually achieve some respectable success. But with how, you know, how how the departure of the last two managers, which would be recently Mauricio Pochettino, and then before him uh, Thomas uh, Tuchel, you know, I always said, look. Thomas Tuchel was not the problem, I mean, Now Mauricio Pochettino is not the best manager. But I refuse to believe that he was entirely the problem for PSG's mess- for PSG's failure. So, so I think you know, Pochettino does deserve a bit of a blame, but to blame it all on him is just honestly stupid. So, so in my honest opinion, Christophe Galtier, I just I just have a feeling that things are probably going to start off well, and, and then you know there's going to be a rift, you know, with, within the man- within the team management. And you know, it's it things are things are just gonna be um, something, and and, I, and that's that's why I believe you know. I, well, I should say I wouldn't be surprised if Christophe Galtier grows disillusioned, you know, with with his position and grows disillusioned with the, the direction of the club, you know. That that's why I kind of give this a that, that's why I give this a year, and if it if it lasts more, then honestly the after the contract expires christophe galtier is is not gonna want to stay with psg i'd be in fact i'd be surprised if he actually signed an extension after one year but honestly i give this a year and then i'm pretty sure he's probably gonna finish out his contract and then immediately leave and then psg will be back on the drawing board and it would be no surprise if psg at that time is still without a Champions league title and that's very likely to happen all right Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to proudly remind everybody that Internet FC is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, MLS... And Soccer in Europe and there are so much more available for you. So are you looking to shop at fanatics? Well, you can find the link in the episode description and internet FC is also brought to you by fans idea Where you design your own team jerseys for as low as $24.99 custom-made jerseys made in seconds with customizable templates. So what are you waiting for start now Design the perfect high quality, no skills are needed, it's fast and easy, and again, it requires no skills. So, are you ready to customize your own sportswear? Well, use the link in the episode description and you can get started today. And Internet NFC is available to you on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me tonight, and I will see you all next time.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from.